0: walked right by it yes there you go and if you need any more uh raise your hand if you need another one and up here if we do we have any more can someone let rick borrow one and make a few more copies thanks tim team player right there appreciate that well we are um hey rich <laughs> Hey, what time is it, Rich? Is that clock fixed yet? (laughs) Every week, right, man? There we go. There we go. Okay, so we are going to do another uh, session of our lab night tonight, where if you weren't with us last month, on the first Sunday night of each month, we're going to take a particular passage of the Bible, and we're going to walk through for the first maybe 8 to 10 minutes. I'm going to show you how that passage breaks down. And then I'll take the next uh, 8 to 10 minutes. I'm not promising it'll be that short, but uh, I'm hoping it will be. And, um, and preach it back to you after we've broken it down together. So that's why I've given you a copy of this text. Um, and if you don't have it, there we go. If you don't have that, uh, um, here comes Rick right now. So anybody need a copy of it? We got one here for Joyce Lau. Anybody else? All right. Joyce Lau, Rick. Joyce. Okay, so let me remind you quickly um, some really basic principles of Bible study. The goal of this is that we have this foundational belief that every person in this room that has the ability to read and do comprehension when they read and make sense of what they read has the ability actually to study the Bible to make sense of it. You could actually take a passage of the Bible that you have... Uh, maybe never really studied through or made sense of, you could be handed a passage of the Bible, and if somebody said, what does this actually mean, and you might not know, and given a few set of tools, you actually have the ability to break that text down, make sense of it, and then explain it back to somebody else. We want everyone in here to have that confidence that they can do that. The idea of being able to break down a Bible text and then teach that Bible text to somebody um, is not reserved just for a few of God's you know, select religious people. Uh, in fact, all people can do that. And So let me remind you quickly of these really simple principles of Bible say The first one is we pray. Always pray. Prayer not only unlocks um, your access to God and gets you engaged in the Word, it also positions you mentally and spiritually. Prayer is an act of submission, and when you come to God's Word, you're submitting to it. Number two, you read the text multiple times. Multiple times. And as you do that, you'll place emphasis on different items, and you'll see things come out of the Bible um, that just begin to really make sense to you as you begin to read it. Number three, we're going to deconstruct what is called the grammatical structure. And I remind you last time, that taking you back to grade school and grammar school, where we're going to find the verbs, the subjects of those verbs, the objects of those verbs, prepositions that give clarification. And then we'll find really important terms, things like conclusion or contrast comparison and then we'll make sense of the main point so let's pray to God together and let's come to this text and let's make some sense of it God in the name of Jesus Christ we approach you he makes us whole he makes us new he washes us white as snow in his blood and father because those things are true about us now in Jesus we're able to stand before you and your your throne and appeal to you for grace mercy for We appeal to you for a spirit of wisdom and eyes that are open to see all the things that you want us to see. Father, would you show us wonderful things in your word tonight? Would you help us be people that are patient, steadfast, uh, people that are in the long haul for making sense of the Bible, not just the short-term explosion, but the long-term generating and growing a healthy Christian life? I pray that you'll help us to do that, Father. And thank you for the text you've given us to study tonight. In Jesus, we pray together. Amen. All right, let's read it a few times. You ready? I'll read it out loud since I've got the microphone. And as I read it, see, uh, I wanna, if you have a pen or a pencil, just make a little note or underline things that just kind of stand out to you. I'll read it several times, probably four or five times. And just, what do you notice? Just let yourself sit in the text for a minute, okay? Without trying to um, fully maybe break it down. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Again, what's standing out to you? Read it again. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Don't rush, I'll read one more time. Don't rush. What's sitting, what, what's, what's coming off the page to you about this text? What's important? Let, let's, let's listen to it one more time. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Okay, let's start together. Remember what we start with? Who remembers? What's the first thing we look for? Verbs, right. Excellent, Mike. Thank you. This one's a little bit tricky, all right? So let's see what you got. I didn't even put it up there. I'm so sorry. Okay, what's the first verb you see? Come on, grammar teachers. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I did that too, everyone, so just, just, yeah, yeah, I cheated. I went back and looked and the, yeah, okay. I did that too. Is. There we go. Is is the first verb. All right, what's the next verb? This is a tough one. It's a really tough one because this is only one sentence. So you figure it out. We got is. One more time. Is profitable, yeah, yeah, it's describing both breathed out and profitable. Hey, don't cheat, we're not getting there yet. We're going to get to that point, Betty, she's stealing my thunder. What's the second verb? You guys let me give you a hint? It's like is, it's a, a may what? Maybe. May be, right? We're going to link those together because in the Greek it's one word. You guys see that? The man of God may be. I told you they were kind of weird. There's a third one, can you pick out the third one? It's after may be. Who said over here, someone? Equipped. Equipped. That's it. Everybody got it? That's the action of this sentence. Something is, something may be, and something is equipped. Everybody with me? That's the action of this sentence. Something is, something may be, and something's equipped. As you start to do this, you'll pick up pretty quick. What do you think the thing is? You know, that, that's usually talking about God. When we're talking about the maybe, that's usually talking about us, the optional, All right. Okay, good. Let's, okay, let's, let's do the, um, the subjects. What's the subject of the, of the verb is, English teachers? Scripture. scripture, right? And you might include all, but all is describing scripture. So scripture is the subject of is. Okay, what's the subject of maybe? Man, I'm going to include man of God, if that's okay with everyone. Of God is clarifying the man, but it's, it's in essence a man of God. Okay. Are there any more subjects? Does equipped have a subject, do you think? Anybody want to weigh in? That's right, Keith. So, so maybe and equipped both share the same subject, don't they? that the man of God. So we've got two subjects. When we say subjects, what we're saying is there's two things being talked about. What are the two things being talked about now? The first one is Scripture. The second one is the man of God. Everybody with me? Three actions. Something is, something may be, something's equipped. Two subjects. Scripture and the man of God. Okay, good. Now let's do um, the objects. So what? Um, Scripture is what? Profitable Profitable is one of them, but right before that. Breathed or breathed out, right? I I put a little line under there just to give the clarification of God. Okay, so the first thing, Scripture is breathed out. That's just a fact. That's a statement of fact from the Bible, right? Scripture is breathed out. The second one. What's that? Okay, so, so it is, it, it's an action, but it's describing It's the scripture is breathed out. So it's, um, I can't remember how to describe that in grammar, but in English they have to translate it that way. But in the Greek, that is, it's describing the scripture. Um, what was the second one, Cliff? Profit. Scripture is not only breathed out, but it's also profitable. Everybody got that? There's two things about scripture that we've learned. It's breathed out by God and it's profitable alright so what is then if we've got man of God Maybe what is the um, object of the man of God may be what I got good works I got complete who wants to win this fight what do you think Todd Thomas he's looking at me like he you, got an, you got a teacher laughter <laughs> hey, I'm t- All right, I'll-, I'll come back to you, okay? <laughs> it's the way it's used in the sentence. What do you think? What's, what's the object of man of God may be what? Can I agree with complete? Complete. And then he describes it equipped for every good work. Okay, you- you're doing good so far. That's good. All right, last one. Let's do just the clarifying um, prepositions. So, we've got only one really set of prepositions. See, everything else is pretty marked up, right? There's only one sort of chunk of Scripture, or chunk, chunk of the sentence left that's preposition. And that is, we've got, Scripture is breathed out and profitable. Do you see them? For teaching, for proof, for correction, and training. Everybody good? Okay. All right, we've got it so far. This is doing good. Now, I want to introduce um, another thing tonight. Okay, so you've broken it down. You've made some sense of what the the verbs are, what the subject is about. This text is about Scripture. It's about the man of God. It's about Scripture being breathed out and profitable. It's about the man of God being complete. That's the goal of this text, to explain that. Um, What are some words here? I want to introduce the idea of looking up key words to really make sense of them. What are some key words on this text that, if you knew like a full definition of them, would really help you make sense of what this Bible verse is trying to teach you? You, you tell Okay, go ahead. You, you want to know what scripture means? Okay. Anybody else have one? Uh, let, let me get baited and I'm going to get you. What's that? emphasized, right? All scripture so Cody wants to know what like what exactly does Paul mean when he says scripture and then that it's all. That's right. And you were going to add what? I just I mean righteousness can mean a Yeah. A lot of things. Righteous what what does he mean by righteousness cuz it's used a lot of ways in the Bible. Okay? Any other words that stand out to you guys? Reproof. reproof. That's a good one, right? I'd like to know what reproof means. I don't use it very much, do you? Any other words stand out to you that you'd like to know? All right. You guys must be uh, smarter than me at this. So, One of the things I wanted to know was breathed out. Like, What does that mean? I don't really say that much. I know it's just, you know. Todd's back there like, I just want to know what kind of action word that is. (laughs) I want to know what he means by teaching, reproof, correction, and training, because those are the things he's describing. Righteousness, you said right. I'd like to know what he means by complete. What do you think he means when he says the man of God is complete? If you had to explain to a non-Christian that God wants to make you complete, how would you explain that? You see, how would you describe that to somebody? Is it like the Jerry Maguire, like you know, you complete me kind of thing? What does it mean, right? Okay, these are good words, and then maybe equipped. So I'm going I'm to show you these words tonight. And then and then we will be done and I'll preach it to you. Breathed out. Um, you might have some of you might have the word like inspired. Right. That's the word that most people understood it to mean. What it just simply means is it actually comes directly from the mouth of God. So, Paul, this is the only time in the Bible this word is used. And Paul was saying scripture comes from God's mouth. That's how close the link is. OK, everybody with me. Cody, I'm sorry I didn't put scripture on there, but, but it just means the writings. So, so when you're... <laughs> that's right. The, the writings accepted by the Jews is that they would have had in the temple. Yeah, from the prophet, it would go the law, prophets, and then the wisdom literature. For them, it would have been the Old Testament. Um, the word teaching is a word that means instruction in light of how the Christian life is supposed to be lived. So, so it's just a, a, an instruction of how we're supposed to live. Reproof. here you go, Jason, means conviction of one's sinfulness. So to be reproved means to be brought under conviction that I have done something that is not right. Everybody with me? Okay. I'll give you a minute. Correction. This means to restore to original or proper condition. So to take something back to the condition that it was once in. Training. This means instruction that is intended to help someone or something reach its full potential and its full development. This is the word that they would use, that Paul would use in describing how a parent is to relate to their child. To train them up, to raise them up, to teach them, to train them, to help guide them. Because they see in that child what they're supposed to become. There's all this potential inside of them. And you want them to go the right direction and become the right person. And so you do what Paul said, you would train them. Um, it's also the word we use for discipling. Righteousness, here you go, Keith. This is a good, I'm glad you brought that up because this word is so full in the New Testament. Righteousness is everywhere. In fact, even in the book of Romans, it's used three to four different ways God's righteousness and it's described. So here's what he's saying Righteousness in this text means the condition of being acceptable to God. So you're in a condition of mind, body, soul where you're standing in front of God as accepted. Now, when you get into Scripture a little bit deeper, you realize, like the psalmist said, who can stand before God? Who can stand on his holy hill? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. So the standard by which it takes to stand in front of God as accepted is perfection. And yet he says that he wants to make us like that. Complete. The man of God may be complete. Remember that? Uh, That doesn't just mean, you know, Not without or without need. The word complete means ready because you're prepared. As an energy to that word doesn't an action. You're complete, meaning you are ready because you're now prepared to do something. The last one is equipped. That means to furnish perfectly to give you everything that you need. Okay. So let's go back to our text. And I want to show you what last week, which we, or last month we learned, what are called the segments of thought or the propositions. They, they are the small segments inside, enti- inside the entire sentence that give it each individual thought. So let me show you. The first one is this. All scripture is breathed out by God. Everybody see that? That is one just simple thought. Scripture is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, training, and righteousness. That's another thought. These aren't, these aren't independent sentences. These are thoughts. What do you think the third one is? There's four total. What do you think the third one is? The man of God may be complete. And the last one is equipped for every good work. So here's the question.
1: You remember last week we, or last month
0: we asked you this? If you had to pick one of these colors to be like the main thing the text is trying to get across or you might say it this way the main objective of the text what is the main goal the main outcome of this which color would you pick yellow yellow purple purple. what oh oh, interesting clay all right you're that guy you should check out politics This is going to be huge. This answer. <laughs> Let me give you a hint. You look for the conclusion word. Conclusion words that are like therefore, or so that, or in order that. So, do you see? This is a little bit hid, but do you see the conclusionary term? That. That's your trigger. Every time when you're studying the Bible, you grab this text and you say, okay, what what's he what is Paul in this text driving at accomplishing? And you find it when he says things like, so that. So that is the trigger, or in order that is the trigger. What's the trigger here? That, what? The man of God may be complete. Equipped for every good work is going to describe what it means to be complete. Do you see that? So here's the goal. Let's, now I'm going to take five to seven minutes and preach it to you, okay? The main objective of what Paul is trying to say to us is that those who belong to God are designed to become people who are finally complete. And you know the idea of being complete, being prepared, being ready, being who you're supposed to be, fully ready for your purpose... To live what you're supposed to live and do what you're supposed to do and be who you're supposed to be is a yearning that is inside every human being. None of us like to be caught unprepared. We we don't like to be walking maybe into a work meeting or um, dealing with something with our children and, and just get like blindsided where we're unprepared. We want to be people that are ready and complete. And when it comes to the kind of people that God wants us to be, He wants us to be ready or complete. And so that's what God is wanting us to be as people. And so therefore, to those who belong to God, that's what man of God means. Uh, It's not not, um, a gender-specific word. It's just meaning humanity, man of God, the the people of God. The goal is that the people of God would be complete people, prepared people, ready to live their purpose. And so those that belong to God, something has come to you from God. What is that thing? Scripture. You see, the, the, we got the word God in verse 17. The man of God may be complete. Go back to verse 16. All scripture is breathed out by God. <clears throat> that phrase, man of God, is incredibly important. Because there's a lot of things that we link ourselves to. The word of is a linking word. You know, if I'm Anthony of Lisa, that means that I'm the one that's married to Lisa. If I am Anthony of Pickerington, I'm from Pickering. You see, of is a linking word. Man of God. For the person that is linked to God, God has given something to you. All scripture is breathed out by God. The idea is this, that if you have scripture and you belong to God, scripture is from the one you belong to. Scripture has come to you from the one that you come from, the one that you belong to, and the one that you're trying to live your life towards this is important because he has spoken to us directly from his mouth. So all scripture has come to us from God so that we could be complete and it is useful or profitable for four really important things. First of all, it's profitable for teaching. So all scripture first of all comes from God and I'm a person who wants to belong to God. Therefore, these words in, in scripture are from him. And they are good for teaching, meaning that it gives me all that I would need to live a godly lifestyle, to live understanding how to be a godly person. Scripture reveals to me exactly how I can live a godly lifestyle. But Scripture also brings conviction upon me. Scripture doesn't just tell me what a godly lifestyle looks like. Scripture also lays upon me when I'm not living godly. When I lay my life and I lay scripture on top of my life and things don't line up, scripture is telling me that you're not living godly. It has the ability to bring you under conviction. Like the Hebrew writer would say in chapter 4 that the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. It is able to even divide between your thoughts and your intentions. That scripture is the thing that is able to really bring conviction upon you. And number three, scripture doesn't just leave you Informed about how to be godly, but condemned because you're not godly. Scripture also has the power to correct you, to show you how to get right. Where it tells you that you're wrong, it guides you and heals you back to where you're And finally, as you've been, as Scripture lays a vision for what a Christian life is, convicts you when you fall short of that, yet corrects you back onto the path so you can be godly. It finally is also training you for righteousness. The word is developing us not just to be faithful people that are people without sin, but it's also developing you to be fruitful, that you actually bear fruit in your life, that you actually participate with God in his work in the world. And it's all this is done. In righteousness, all four of these things are working together. Do you see a logical order in Paul? He didn't just pick four kind of like teaching words teaching, reproof, correction, and training. He picked these words in order that he might cast a vision of what Christian life looks like, bring you under conviction when you fall short, yet correct you to bring you back, and then train you to be not just faithful but fruitful in righteousness so that we can be acceptable to God the one we want to belong to. And all of this brings us to the idea excuse me that we can be equipped for every good work. And as we pursue becoming complete people, it's kind of a longing inside all of us to be complete. We turn to Scripture because, first of all, it's from God, and He's the one that we want to belong to. He's the one that we want to possess and own our life, our heart, our soul. And so we turn to Scripture because it's from God, This scripture has within it all the power we would ever need to be informed, to be convicted, to be corrected, and to develop into the kind of people that God wants us to be. And those kind of people are fully prepared to do the very work we were created to do. Can you imagine living your life and missing becoming the person you were supposed to be? Can you imagine living your life and missing Living um, the fullest, to, to the fullest extent of your purpose and actually participating in that. Can you imagine seeing what you're supposed to be but yet not living that? But to be able to do it. Scripture informs you of your purpose but it also empowers you to live it. And when you know that, when you understand that deep inside of you is a desire to be a complete person, fully participating in the purpose you were designed for, when you know that, And you realize that God has given us scripture to make that happen. Can you imagine knowing that and then not turning to scripture? Do you see what it takes to be excited to come to the Bible and learn it? What actually it has in it is the ability to make us the very people that God wants us to be. And it has the full array of capability. Informing, convicting, correcting, and training. So here's how I know you'll come to scripture the moment you have a desire to be the person God wants you to be, when you really have within you a longing to belong to God, a longing to be the person He wants you to be, you will turn to Scripture because Scripture is the place that informs you how to actually become that. You know, he says that all Scripture is breathed out by God, meaning it came from God. And we see um, John has a lot to say about this in John chapter 1. When he talks about the word Uh, The Word has come to us. We have it in print form today. But the Word came to us, as John said, when it was with God in the beginning. It was God. And that Word, Jesus Christ, became flesh. and He dwelt among us. We beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. It says He was full of grace and full of truth. Jesus Christ is actually the story of Scripture embodied in a person. The message of what God wanted for humanity... The story that God actually loves us more than we could ever imagine. That God is willing to do for us what we can't do. That God has actually come to deliver and save us. And that in him we see the ugliness of our sin. And the greatness of his grace. In Jesus Christ. And if you understand that, you'll come to scripture. And you'll see the whole story. And you'll want to become one of his. And if you're not one of his, we certainly want you to. Because inside of Jesus Christ is where you'll find your real purpose. And the power to become that very person. Let's stay in this thing. If you have something, you can come forward.